My Callful Nana is focused on the concept of generous thinking and revealing the importance of identity formation through the lens of black hair. Explore these findings and more at mycallfulnana.com. Feel free to hit subscribe and consider following us on Instagram and Twitter at mycallfulnana. Thanks for listening. What I'm currently realizing is that in today's world, we're often bombarded with information and forced to consider what deserves my attention, sympathy, empathy, money, and time. What I'm realizing is what we think might be able to heal the world might not be what the world needs. So why are we talking about something that seems as myopic as black hair? Well. My name is Lauren Stockman-Brown. I am the founder of My Callful Nana, and I believe that a conversation on a topic as simple as hair can provide the ideal framework, language, and analytical evidence that the world needs to understand why we are the way we are. All right. Alune, thank you for being here. You're welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm really excited to have you here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Ali Yoon's one of my, my first friends here in Senegal. We go ice cream together. So I'm excited to learn more about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. No, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. That was nice of me to say. We get ice cream no, together. No, she can't be looking at me like this. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's, okay, let's be serious. All right. Alun, can you um, tell me your race and nationality? Uh, I'm Senegalese and I'm black. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to just hop right in, but first, can you tell us what your position is at work? Well, uh, first, before that, I was born and raised in Senegal. Birthplace, right there, you skipped it. Oh, my bad. Right. <laughs> so you were born and raised in Senegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love to say this I work at work, I work at work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm the associate coordinator of the Fulbright program. Awesome. And you know? WARC is the West African Research Center. Yes. Amazing. Um, incredible. So I won't ask any more questions about that. <laughs> so, Alun, in your opinion, um, when we do this podcast, we try to sit down and I genuinely just want to learn from people and their stories and their experiences, how they feel about certain topics. Um, it helps me understand more of my place in the world and how I think about the world. So I'd love to know how you think hearing stories helps us better understand um, the world around us. Uh... I think it's very important because, um, especially when those stories come from people that you're close to, you know, like mm-hmm. your friends or your family, people that you really care about. And maybe, you know, maybe they lived or heard, especially when they live it, you know, something, you know, that they've been through and that they can talk about and that you can relate to, mm. you know, you don't necessarily have to go through the same thing, you know, but just because it comes from somebody you trust somebody you care about or somebody you love, you know, that can make an impact mm. in your life. Absolutely. You know, if that makes sense. It does. It makes uh, complete sense. Uh-huh. Um, you said, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about your, um, actually, no, let's start here. Your, well, I assumed your favorite aspect of Senegalese culture would be football, um, which is soccer in America. Um, but let me not answer for you. 
What is your favorite aspect of, of Senegal? Yeah, because you definitely got it wrong. And, what? It's not soccer? <laughs> okay. No. Oh, I'm sorry. What is, you love well, soccer. I love soccer, but soccer, like, even if I'm in the U.S. or anywhere else, you know, it's still going to be there. Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's not specific to. Nah, nah. It's, it's okay. never going to move. So, you know, even though when I got older with age and when I realized I'm not going to make it pro, you know, kind of decreased a little bit because you got to be like, I can't keep... Um, Focusing so much on soccer, I gotta do something with my life, yeah. you know. So you have to decrease that, that passion for it, but it's still there. And what I love most about Senegalese people is, um, people are caring here. Mm. People are very warm and welcoming, mm. you know. And that's something when I traveled away that I didn't that was missing. Mm. You know, arriving in the U.S. at eighteen. Speaking un poquito de English, you know. Un <laughs> in New York. Yes. Nueva York, you know, upstate. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very cold. Well, wait, tell us about that. Tell us. So you, um, you went to school in New York, right? Yeah. Was yeah. that decision? Let me, let me tell you a story. Please. Okay, that's, that's where I was going to get. You're smart. You'll be reading my mind and yeah, everything. I'm I got like, you. No, no, you're perfect. You're not going to be comfortable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, you know. When I was my last year of high school, my dad told me, hey, because uh, before me, mm -hmm. uh, my older sisters, they both went to the U.S. Yeah. So I kind of already knew that me too, when my turn comes, I'm, I'm going to go. So, but to be, to be honest, I, I didn't care what it was, where it would mm -hmm. be, U.S., staying here, you know me. Yeah. So my dad was like, yeah, I found you this school, nah, 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 nah. So all I asked was, is there football? So I went over there, upstate New York. Can I say the name of the school? Of course. Wells College, Cayuga Lake, freezing, cold. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, I got cold. Oh, so, you know, and then after, after a little bit, I called my dad and I was like, yo, I'm coming back home. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right, think about it. If that's what you really want to do, yeah. you can come back. Hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, yo, we'll make it. It's all right. What was the part that, like, made you kind I mean, of, like, overcome that culture shock? Well, I think because, you know, also Senegalese culture, you know, because we have this. And also my religion, you know. Mm. Um, um, how can I say this? The fact that life is not easy. Mm. You know, and as a man, you know, you have to, you have to be tough. You have to be strong. Things are, things are going to come at you hard and you got to face it, yeah. you know? So Absolutely. through the trials, you get better. You know, I was young at that age, but I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to stay, mm. you know? So I stayed, but um, the culture shock was very brutal. Like, there was the cold, um, the language barrier, yeah. and, you know, I mean, just being, being over there. Sometimes I see people coming, walking behind me, and I'll open the door, and just let them in, people just walk past, <laughs> no thank you, or, I mean, it's just stuff, or like you meet someone in the morning and be like, talk to them for three, four hours, and I say to myself, all right, I just got somebody, yeah, like a friend. focal point, yeah. maybe a friend, maybe I can, you know, if things get tough, and then you see that person in the dining hall, couple hours later, you're looking at them, hey, oh, that's you, man. And they look at, the, the worst is they look at you, you make the eye contact, and they just turn their face. And I was like, what? You know, what's yeah. going on? Like, yeah. And I was saying, like, is it because black? 
Is mm. it because I come from Africa? Mm. You know, but um, but after a little while, I, I switched that off. You know, I, I just didn't care about it anymore. And you know, thankfully, How did you switch that. I'm just like that. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't want to get into details, but to me, there are just some things in my life that are very important. Mm. And as long as those things are working and I have them with me, the rest is just a plus. You know, so mm. it comes along with what I'm trying to do. Great. And it doesn't, forget it. That's just how I roll. Yeah. And then I had, you know, the, the football, yeah, yeah, the football program, the season started, and then I got mm. busy. I didn't care about those things anymore. And, um, and I was one of the best players on the team. Oh. So, so, you know, everybody starts liking you. Everybody wants to be your friend. Now, all of a sudden, you become interesting. Mm. So, oh. soccer, sports was the thing that made that. Yeah, comment. yeah. They brought really, that really, yeah, yeah, to an yeah, yeah. Really made it easy, and then people started know. Oh, he's good, but he's different. He talks different. He looks different. Oh, he's from Africa. All right, all right. Let's let's see what he, what he's about. Mm. Then people come to see that you're actually pretty cool. You know, you know, and and that's it. And then you get used to people. <laughs> of course, you assimilate a little bit mm. to what people do. Oh, you have to, to some extent, you know. You're starting speaking a certain way. I mean, you know what I'm you saying? You picked up some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, because you need, to, you need to feel like, okay, I, I belong a little bit, you know, yeah. but not too much because you got to keep it real. Yeah. No, okay, I have a question. Because yeah. being here, mm. I even see parts of myself, I get confused because mm. in French, I can't always express myself the way that... I want to express myself, but yeah. just someone who's like very open and like extroverted and fun. And if I'm stumbling over my words, it's very hard to do that. Like, how did you, how are you able to balance like who you are and who you want it to be in this new language and culture? Well, the language is, for me, was really accepting that I need to learn. Okay. You know, I'm here to learn. This is not my language. I wasn't born speaking it. It's okay for me to make mistakes. So I was from the beginning, I was really fine with that because I knew people that I arrived there with even years after, like they would, you know, I mean, they can speak and everything, but they mm. didn't like, even the accent was still kind of rough. Yeah. You know, so I accepted, I made peace with that from the beginning. I don't even know if I sat down and think about it. It was just natural. Mm. And I was always, I would always tell people, sorry, like, Hey, if I make a mistake, please correct me mm. with my teammates, my friend, everybody. So sometimes I say some things and they laugh at me because I have an accent yeah. or because I say it wrong. Yeah. And I laugh too because it's fun, you know. <laughs> and then they correct me. And, uh, and yeah, from that, yeah. for just a couple months, it just it started to become easy. But it was yeah. very difficult in class though. in the beginning. It was yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was difficult, you know. But, you know, like I said, friends were, were there, teammates to help out and stuff. And plus, in class, even if you don't get it, they tell you what you got to do. Page, whatever. The exam questions are right here. Yeah. And it's easier, um, I mean, at least for us, you know, yeah. because you understand the language. When it's writing and reading, it's easier. Mm -hmm. The speaking was the most difficult part in, in the beginning, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, I do. So in class, yeah, it was hard to follow the, the, the professor's accent and people's accent because people were speaking very fast in New mm. York compared to when I was in Tennessee, for, for instance. You know? Interesting, yes, because you transferred, right? Yeah, you I started transferred. in New York and then you transferred to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, because they, they had a better program because I didn't know about all this D1, D2, D3, you know, I told you how <laughs> it happened. My dad, yeah. I just asked, is there a football program? So 
I went to the wrong program for two years, so I transferred to a better one. Yeah. Yeah. And when they in Tennessee, when they were talking more slowly, it was easier to understand. No, nah, no. Nah, but by the time I got to Tennessee, I was oh, really you were good. good. You were good. <laughs> I was really good. You were <laughs> but I just noticed that they talked slow and they had an accent too. Was that interesting though? Like understanding the cultural like differences of like you're in America. But you're going from like New yeah, York to yeah. Tennessee. But, like, but but let me tell you, it was different and in Tennessee. And you being black and African in Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was different in Tennessee. Yeah. People were, I don't know if I want to say nicer. I just felt like oh, they had more time. Like I felt oh. like I felt like Tennessee was closer to what I'm used to in Senegal than what, what it was in New York. You know. New York was just that fast life. You know. Even upstate it was that fast life. You know, because I went to the city a couple times too when I was on um, vacation, yeah. and I saw how it's, the city never sleeps. Nah, never. Uh, I used to, I used to like going to that subway, getting that meatball subway. I remember that's the taste. disgusting. I love that meatball though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like the actual subway train. No, you mean like subway. Nah, nah, nah. What's subway like train? Talking about the I subway. So that cultural difference, yeah. you would remember that, yeah. that feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I loved, I really loved that learning process. It, it made me, I am who I am today thanks to that. Mm. Yeah. But it's, but it's something funny, after my first year, my, um, my first year, the first summer I came back here to Senegal, and I had, I experienced reverse culture shock. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. Well, because, I don't know if I want to get into detail because I don't want to... But it's just that some of the things being done here in Senegal, mm. you know, like I said, I had to adjust, assimilate to some point, you know. So I mm. kind of became... I was not the same person anymore. Yes. So coming back here with a slightly changed mindset, you know, and I realized, you know, some of the people who I was very close to didn't really change. They didn't mm. evolve. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I'm not saying I'm better, but it's just that, bro, I'm seeing different perspective here. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to widen your, your shit. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm seeing different perspective here. So what's up? Yeah. You know, and then you have to adjust to the fact that, okay, they still haven't changed and I changed, but it's cool. So, so that was, so that was the only time that happened though. And, um, mm -hmm. the other times I came, it was just. It was just normal. Mm. It was just normal. Okay, so what I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong. So you grew up in Dakar. Yes. And then you went to the States for uh, school, for college. Yes. And then you started in New York, then you went to Tennessee. Yes. And then you went back to Senegal. In 2016. And then you got offered um, scholarship. a scholarship to a master's program in Paris. Yes. <laughs> You're a badass. Okay, so you went to school in Paris. And I'd love to know, mm. you know, one, your experience in a different Western country. Yeah. But also, um, I know you saw it on the questions too. Since I've been here, you know, people, Senegalese people have been like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, America. They're like, oh my God, America. Like, that's amazing. Like, mm. and they get so excited about like the chance of leaving here. 
to have a, a, a quote, better life. And like, I'd love to hear from your perspective as someone who's left, come back, left, come back. And then now you're pretty settled in Senegal. Yeah. What is that like for you? What's your thought process behind, you know, this concept of home and um, this concept of, of finding a place for, for yourself to evolve? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I didn't really tell myself, hey, I, I have to, I have to get, get established in this country, you know, or that country. Of course, home is always where the heart is, so, you know. And um, being a Senegalese guy and, uh, you know, to us, when you're born, your parents do everything for you. They're there for you, you know. And then as you get older, it's the reverse. You know, we don't have this system where you put your parents in uh, nursing homes. Mm -hmm. Nursing homes, but no, no, it's not about that. Yeah. So when they hit a certain age, you have to be there for them. Mm. So, you know, no matter where I was, I, w I, would, I would always tell myself, yo, I got to go back home. And plus, like, I got two older sisters. One of them is, she's French. She was born in France. Oh, okay, you know? cool. She's married over there. She had a husband, but he's, he's African, too. He's from Mali. He's yeah, like, don't worry, don't worry. But it wouldn't matter anyway. Um, yeah. And she got kids and everything. My other sister, she lives in Miami, though. Yeah. You know? But, but the mindset in the family, and I think in a lot of Senegalese family, is when the woman gets married, she follows her husband. So me, after my dad, I'm the man. So I have to be there. Yeah. So in 2016, um, that's one of the reasons why I decided to come back. I had plans to stay in the U.S. and everything. And also some personal, you know, some family stuff that made me come back. Mm -hmm. But I was okay with it. Yeah. Because of all that, I was like, yo, it's all good. Yeah. You know? So it's one of the things that yeah, is yeah, important yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, to me, that's what's important, the rest, you know. Yeah. And for a couple of years, it was rough. Because I didn't have a plan coming back. Oh. It just happened like that. Yeah. So all the plans were in the U.S. Because I wanted to stay over there. Um, yeah, be... that's scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. So I came back with no plan. I had to adjust to internships here. You know, I told you what I was doing. Yeah. And then um, and then friends came up. And then I went over there. And it was an interesting experience, you know. Because France is very close to Senegal. Mm. So I felt more at home. In culture? Well, yeah, I guess, too. Because, because yes. you know. France. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. So I felt more at home there than I did in the U.S. Interesting. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's still, to me, it's still not home. It's, it's a place where I, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. That's it. I like that. I'm on a mission, and I came. Mm. I'm, I came here to get something. But in my mind, I know that even if I find a job in France, just at some point, I'm gonna want to go back mm. because I got family there. My parents are getting older, and I have to be there for them. Mm. All right. So I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to figure out. Like, I want to start asking you the questions about black hair, yeah. but I also understand, like, mm. in my mind, how everything that you're saying about like being on a mission, taking care of your family, understanding generational, you know, um, mm. welfare and generational well-being. Mm. Um, I understand how that connects to black hair. And I'd love to hear your perception um, of how some of the things that you've been saying about experiencing different cultures, how you think that relates to um, this topic that I'm really excited about being black hair yeah. and identity. 
So you want me to tell you about black hair? Yeah, I want you to tell me about black hair. You want me to be honest? Yeah. Like, to be honest, like as a Senegalese guy, I never really like thought about it that much. Mm. Because like I understand in the you know in the, in the American context you know I, I I know you know what I'm saying like sometimes like like last time I saw something about um, Zendaya is it Zendaya yeah yeah Zendaya you know she did one time she did something with her hair and people were criticizing mm. you know mm-hmm. and she's black yeah you know like here we don't have that what is that like to see like to see like to be in a predominantly black space and then to see like black people being like um, criticized for to, something to me, that seems so natural yeah, to you. Yeah, I, I really think it's, it's very stupid. <laughs> you yes, know? yes. It's very stupid. But to me, um, the answer is very, like, like for, for instance, when I went to the U.S., I had that problem too. Sometimes I had buddies who, was, who were also from um, countries where we speak Wolof. Yeah. We sit at a table to eat and we speak Wolof. And people yeah. will be like, yo, speak English. You know, mm. but to me, I'm just a type of person. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I was sitting at a table and they were criticizing us. They don't like us. No, yeah. I'll be like, yo, no, I speak well of right on the face. That's it. <laughs> Problem solved. Yes. You know, even on the pitch, sometimes I will call my, my buddies when I speak well of I'll be like, fish, fish, fish is French. It means something, you know, even though it's not well of, but yeah. it's our thing. Yeah. And then. After a while, everybody start calling each other. Hey, fish, fish. Oh, like even the American people? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, you know, to me, it's also part of... A, I mean, I know the fight is very important to, to switch things around. But mm. I, I think it's in people's power not to let some things get in their head, too. Mm. You know, me, if I have to say yeah, something yeah. about it is, okay, some people, they want to be stupid about it. Okay, fight. But don't let it get in your head to a point where, you know, it's going to demolish you or is gonna make you feel less um, of yourself than what you actually are. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. I think it's interesting because when I was talking to uh, Professor Mamadou Bodian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was talking about, like, he loved when people asked, you know, where are you from yeah. um, in America? And I feel like this relates because when people ask black American people where they are from, it creates a form of uh, contention. And it's like, I'm from America. Like, how could you, like, yeah, 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 ask yeah, yeah, further? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting now to, like, think of it from, like, mm. other characteristics of personhood and one of them being, like, hair. Yeah. Like, when you ask, you know, like, for a Senegalese person or for you specifically, it's it's not a point of contention, but for a black person like Zendaya, one yeah, of yeah, the yeah, most yeah, well-off yeah. people is, like, it creates this issue. Yeah. And I'm really curious to know like what that, um, what's that in between, right? Yeah, like yeah, what's yeah. the... But then of course, sometimes people will come and be like, oh, yo, your hair is different. They want to touch it and stuff. Yeah. You know, they touch it and be like, oh, it's cute. It's, you know. But I don't, I don't I'm just, all right. Mm. You know, I don't like think of it like, oh, you know, I'm just like, oh, you're seeing something different. All right, cool. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but okay, I, okay, question, question. To yeah. that same point, yeah. how would you say Senegalese people see this concept of black hair? And I know it's a huge generalization, but stepping into this space, I'm trying to understand more of how something as myopic and simple as black hair is viewed by different cultures. And I'm, I'm starting to get a better understanding by talking only just to you and Professor Mamadou Bodian, mm. but I'd love to hear your perspective too. But, the, but what I'm saying is the thing is like here, 
We all the same. So like, you you feel me? Yes. Like yes. like we all we all we all look alike. So we just like it's normal. We don't question that. Interesting. But then when you go to the U.S., I mean, you got black people. You got it's it's a melting pot. It's different. And you got some who trying to tell others, yo, what we got is the norm. What we got is what's best. You know, you guys are different or whatever. We don't have that concept here. Was that weird to step into? No, I mean, I told you how I feel about it. I'm oh, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just witnessing a lot of stuff, but I can only answer from my, I mean, I can only answer from my way of thinking, like how I would probably react to it if I were African American. You know. Yeah. If I'm gonna fight for it, but I'm not gonna let it get in my head, though. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, something that I wanted to um challenge you on you said before yeah. that like senegalese like black hair in a senegalese culture isn't that big of a deal because most people have the same like similar hairstyles or like um a similar way of like uh of, of being in this culture existing in this culture yeah. and i want to bring up when you showed me um the video i don't know if i'm gonna pronounce it right but nandi tei yeah. um yeah. and basically what you were trying to express to me after you heard my research interest was telling me about how this show documents young members of the senegalese community exploring style and street smarts in senegalese culture specifically and in this episode the main character expressed the pressure he felt to cut his dreadlocks in preparation for a job interview and to his surprise the job interview interviewer proudly sported dreadlocks during the meeting so you're saying that this isn't necessarily a huge topic in Senegalese culture, but it's something that came up in this um, well-known TV show. So, what is the like? What 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 do you think that represents? If it's not the same thing as like the contention. Okay, now now I see what you're saying. Um, gotcha. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. Um, I think religion has some to do with it. You know. Do tell. But it's no. But it's things I don't want to discuss on this podcast, man. Okay, okay, you okay. Know. But it has something to do with it. And, uh, and sometimes here, sometimes people assimilate that kind of hairstyle because we have um, a community of people sometimes who, uh, who are looked down upon because um, they, uh, you know, they, they're on the streets, on the road, asking for money, and they, um, they have the hairstyles, and they're grown men. You know, what, hair, what do you mean hairstyle? Dreadlocks? Dreadlocks, you know. And a lot of people feel like, oh, these guys, man, they, they just wander around. They could have been working, they're strong, they're young, but they just are here just asking for money, mm. you know. And um, also because of, you know, the Jamaican culture too. Sometimes mm. people assimilate that with weed smokers. Yeah. You know. The connotations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here it's more like that. Okay, yeah. So, so... And that's why when you saw the episode, he didn't he didn't want to because he wanted to look like a clean guy. Like yeah. okay, I'm not I'm not a, you know I'm not one of those guys. I'm I don't maybe I don't smoke weed. You know yeah. I'm just I'm clean. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, that makes you think, right? It think, does make me think, think about it. Think about it. Ask another question about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hosting this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. You said, think about that. Think about that. I think, like, what it brings up for me is, like, uh, like, I know there's just so much that that is in that. And also, there's one you know? thing, like, 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 a lot of people here, they feel like for a guy to do dreadlocks or just to have dreads, like, they feel like 
that's a thing women do. Like here is different. Like people are thinking, thinking about it, not necessarily like in the U.S. Because in the U.S. they don't care if you're a guy and then you have dreadlocks or whatever. They don't yeah. care about the issue is not there. Yeah. But here, when you do that, like, what are you doing? You're a guy. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. a woman stuff. Why you, you know? The issues are just like completely even viewed in a different yeah. lens. That's why when you were asking, I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, like, interesting. You know, like, so you're saying, okay, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. saying like, even if I bring up something like a topic like black hair in the context of like, how do you feel about it? Or how does it affect your identity? Because you're looking at it from a different cultural point, like yeah. the things that come up. Yeah. Okay. So here, when you do that, like if I, if I were to do that, like most likely those would be the things I would like. You More sure so this is like a guy thinking it. like, you okay. a guy, man. Why are you wearing dreads? Like mm. that's what women do that. Yeah. What you doing? You know, yeah. same thing women who just get their hair very short. Sometimes, I mean, now I think things, have evolved more. People are more accepting of it. Yeah. But still, there's a little pressure, like, you know, it's, it's different. It's, 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 the dynamics are different, like, mm. you know, in the U.S. So, All right, know. well, Aline, you've been very generous with your time. And See, yeah, I'm a generous thinker. Too. Yeah, I was about to make the transition into asking that question. Well, that's, that's what it is. I just sat down here. Let no, me answer it. Let you me answer said it. that's what... Okay. I just sat down here for an hour. Wait, let me ask first. <laughs> <laughs> what Alien, in your opinion, is a generous thinker? <laughs> but a generous thinker, I think, is is really um, someone someone who's you know who doesn't have a problem sharing his way of thinking, um, mm. and obviously a good listener. Mm. You know, somebody um, you know who's capable of going deep. Mm. You know, um, going deep, making the effort to think about stuff and sharing it with other people. You know, try to and in order to try to grasp and create more knowledge. You know. I love it. You love that. A round of applause for you, Ali. <laughs> Come on now, I gotta keep you humble. I can't. I can't clap for myself. <laughs> I give you a handshake though. <laughs> no, thank you. It was good though. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. And I really hope that you know whatever you you know your research is interesting and uh, yeah, I really hope that you find all the info you're looking for. I realized honestly through research like there's no answer like there's which is kind of exciting like it's just constantly like asking questions yeah. and then like learning more about those questions mm. I feel like the biggest thing I'm learning is like how to ask the right questions quote unquote yeah which is like obviously so big but yeah but even finding out that there's no answer is an answer oh